1: I got a special product for my cannabis love in Kings and Queens. If you love a good pre-roll, a joint, you have that fresh cannabis. We want to make sure it's staying fresh. And so I'm thankful to have Integra specialty products here at the low life podcast brings you plant-based solutions for top tier cannabis storage and packaging with two day humidity control packs. Ensure the freshness, potency, and quality of your cannabis with boost plant-based solutions that only puts in pure water vapor into your dried out buds. Ideal for flower, pre-roll edibles. They offer harmonious balance of convenience and freshness. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at IntegraHerbal on Instagram. Use code Life at checkout for 15% off your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com.
0: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and
1: Hola, bienvenidos, bonjour, mis amigos. Welcome one and all to a brand spanking new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your flaming hot and spicy, seasonally depressed, white wine drinking, tucky finger licking, iced coffee sipping, churro (laughs) craving. I'm craving a deep fried churro. I would love a churro from Disneyland. Oh my God, it sounds amazing right now. Cinnamon, sugar. I've been eating pretty clean. And so. I just need something deep-fried right now, and a churro is everything. Anyway, I'm your hot mess of a host, Lorenzo von <laughs> I am so happy to be here with you today. There is no place I'd rather be than right here with my low-lifers. I hope you're having a great day, a solid week, and you're feeling good right now. But if you're not in the best headspace, if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed, stressed out right now, if you're in a dark place, I've been there. I go there quite often, actually, (laughs) so I get it. Don't you worry, boo-boo. Don't you fret. You are here for a reason. You have come to the right place. We're about to turn that frown upside down. we got a great show in store for you today. Oh, this one is so funny. I love this episode. I'm obsessed with this guest. She's one of my best friends in life. But before we get into this week's very special episode, let's talk about mental health. Nobody asked, but my mental health score this week, on a scale of 1 to 10, one being bottom of the barrel, feeling like complete shit, 10 is a solid state of euphoria. You're feeling like you're in heaven. I'm definitely not a 10, but I'm feeling pretty good this week. It's been an interesting week, ebbs and flows, but overall, I'm going to give it a solid 8.1 out of 10. I'm feeling pretty damn good right now, especially right now in this moment with you. I always get excited to podcast and it does fill up my cup, and so I'm feeling really good right now. You guys know I love to journal. That's something I do regularly. But what helps me with journaling, besides just having a good brain drain and getting out my thoughts and feelings on paper and then just leaving it there sometimes, I'm also able to be very conscientious of the things that bring me joy, the things that are triggers for me on my good days, bad days, that sort of thing. And I pay attention to like what's helping me this week. Why did I have such a good week? Let me pay attention to those contributing factors. And so there's a few things that have really helped me this week. And if you're going through it right now, maybe it will help you. So, the first thing that's really been a game changer for me is using an infrared sauna. I don't have one. I would love to have one. I just don't have the thousands of dollars. (laughs) They're so expensive. But you could get one on Amazon that's like a little portable type one that I might order. I've been going to this place in LA that has infrared saunas and the benefits of an infrared sauna. If you just look them up. There's so many health benefits to it. It's very calming also for the mind. Now, let me just tell you this much. It's 150 degree heat. You're sitting in this little sweat box for 50 minutes, which does sound like hell as I say it out loud. <laughs> it doesn't sound amazing, but it is for your skin, for your body, for your nervous system. Oh, there's so many health benefits to it. It's been a game changer for my sleep. And so I like to do infrared saunas at least two to three times a week. That's what I treat myself to. I like to go early in the morning, or sometimes I go right before they close and I get the best night's sleep. It's just been so helpful for me. Also, it's been great for my skin, get that nice little glow. Gotta make sure you're drinking water, though, because I'm sweating in these things. I mean, it's like a bucket. But the difference between an infrared sauna, as opposed to a sauna that you'd see like at a spa is saunas typically at spas, hotels, that sort of a thing. They're steamed saunas, which, I do love feeling like a steamed dumpling sometimes, and it's great for the skin too. But infrared hits differently because it's infrared light. It's a dry heat. It feels like you're heating up your organs in one of these infrared boxes. But again, just look up the health benefits of infrared saunas. They are very beneficial to our bodies, to our mood, and just overall well-being. And I'm a customer testimonial, big advocate for infrared saunas because I've just noticed a difference with myself. And so try it out. You might love it. I'm sure there's some place near you that offers that type of service, or you can get one on Amazon, which is more like a steam type individual sauna. But again, really freaking good for you. So that's one contributing factor. The other one is Little Shamu. There is something magical and powerful about dogs, animals in general, dogs, cats, if you have a lizard, whatever it is. I don't really connect with reptiles, but (laughs) I do love fur babies. And so Little Shamu has really kept the darkness at bay. And even if I'm having a rough morning or it's hard for me to get out of bed, I'm forced to get out of bed because I got little Shamu that wants to shit everywhere. And so I have to make sure I'm getting up, changing out his pee pads. We're going through the whole potty training phase right now. He has so much energy. And so it's been nice that I could have him, but also my parents have been a pivotal part in helping with parenting little Shamu. They love to take him. And so on days where I have to podcast, like super early, he'll spend the night, have a little sleepover with his grandparents. And it's like an all-inclusive resort at my parents' house. He freaking loves it. Another contributing factor to my mental health upgrade this week where I'm feeling pretty good is because I had myself a good cry. Came out of nowhere. Wasn't expecting to have a total meltdown. I shouldn't say meltdown. Maybe it was. I don't know. It it wasn't necessarily because I was depressed. I think I was just filled with a lot of different emotions. I am sad about best friends of mine who just broke up, Caitlin and Jason. So, of course, that's weighing heavy on me. And I was spending a lot of time with little Judy recently last week. And so that plays a part in it, of course. But I also had really joyful moments with little Shamu and getting to spend time with my parents. And I made a point of just jotting down a few things that I'm grateful for. But I set the timer. One minute, sometimes I go three minutes. And I just jot down as many things I could think of that I'm grateful for. And sometimes it's very superficial, topical stuff, like I'm very grateful for my home or my really cozy bedspread that I just bought or my new pillowcases. (laughs) Most of the time, it's I'm grateful for my parents' health and well-being. I'm grateful that I can get up in the morning and I have the ability to work out because there are so many people that want to work out and be active, but they actually can't because they're dealing with health struggles right now. And so... I think of those things, I write down moments of gratitude and it's really been helpful especially with just getting perspective. And so I was driving in my car yesterday and I was listening to The Fray. Oh my god, The Fray throwback bangers. Love The Fray and the song over my head came on which has been in like so many TV shows. It's like one of their biggest hits. I love that song. And so it just came on and I was thinking about life and relationships that I've been in and and things that I'm grateful for and I was just overcome with emotion and just started bawling my eyes out. <laughs> I just started crying so hard. And then I ended up parking and just having a moment and just crying by myself in the car in the Target parking lot in Burbank. But I felt amazing after. So after I had that crying moment, my friend had FaceTimed me uh, shortly after that. And she's like, are you okay? It looks like you've been crying. Oh no, is everything okay? And I was like, no, no, no. Everything's great. Everything's amazing actually. She's like, "Well, well then why are you crying? Why are you sad? Oh, I hate to see you cry." And I know she's not someone that likes to cry. She's not someone who likes to show a lot of emotion. She's a pillar of strength, if you will. Or if someone's crying, like she'll make a joke about it or, you know, try and like change the subject. And there are people that are like that. I get it. Nothing wrong with that. That's just not my style. But I never want to feel shame for crying, and I just reminded her in that moment like, "I like to express myself and I actually felt good about it." And so, I know you're concerned and you're worried about me because you love me, but it's actually a really healthy thing to cry. And it's been proven. Research shows there's actually oxytocin and endorphins in your tears. Crying is a parasympathetic attempt to bring your body back to homeostasis. And so it's basically your body's attempt to get you out of fight or flight. And so after crying, you'll notice sometimes you feel a bit more relaxed or at ease. And that's because your parasympathetic nervous system has just been activated. And so it causes an actual soothing effect in your body. Your cortisol levels are actually lowered as well. Allowing yourself to feel and having that moment is so healthy for you. Holding back your tears will keep you in a deregulated state. So if you're listening to this right now and you're not someone who likes to cry, I mean, I get that. But sometimes it's nice to allow your tears to flow. If you need to take space and do it in private, take it. Take the space that you need. But I know there are a lot of people who apologize for crying or feel a sense of shame because of it or or think it's a, a sign of weakness. And it's actually the opposite of that. I think vulnerability is a strength. And also, it's your body's way of literally helping you. So yeah, if you're listening to this, I hope you have a good cry this week. <laughs> and so And so that brings me to my question of the week. And I'm going to be doing a deep dive on this. You know, I love to go into psychology and emotions and regulating your emotions and that sort of thing. And so I'll have a psychologist come on the podcast. Um, but my question for you right now is, are you someone that allows yourself to cry And how do you feel if you do cry in front of people? Is that something you've done? Do you feel uncomfortable with it? Are you cool with it? I would love to know if you allow yourself to have a good cry because there are some people that will feel it coming on and they're like, oh, no, no, no. And they'll kind of like trick themselves and think of something different to like stop crying That's a natural response for some people. And so, again, I'm just curious, do you allow yourself to go there? Please let me know in the review section of Apple Podcasts. If you want a chance to win a little something-something, we love giving gifts out to the listeners, shouting out my kings and queens. And so, answer this week's question in the review section of Apple Podcasts, because I'd love to know, how do you feel about having a good cry these days? And speaking of tears, let's get into this week's episode. It's happy tears, though, because this guest... Always makes me crack up, piss my pants laughing. Like She is hilarious. She's super down to earth. I'm talking about Haley Arantia, one of my dear friends. Oh, I just love her. She was here last week talking about the writer's strike and breaking that down for us. And we continued the conversation this week talking about bachelorette parties. A little backstory for you on this week's guest and how we know each other. So I met Haley back in the day through Styling. So she started out as my client. We bonded over the fact that we're both only children. We have a lot of commonalities, including our dark sense of humor. That's highly inappropriate, but perfect for podcasting. (laughs) And so we bonded over that, but she's also just a really good human. She's that friend who will send the random text just to check in on me because she's thinking about me and and wondering if I'm okay or not. She's that low-maintenance friend that I could completely be myself with. Feels very effortless whenever I hang out with her. It's not a thing. It's so easy, and I feel recharged every time I'm with her. And so I'm hoping you feel recharged after this conversation, and I think you're going to because it is so good. We're talking about bachelorette parties, specifically Haley's bachelorette party, which was the best. Oh, I had such a good time. All of her friends are lovely. Birds of a feather really do flock together because these girls are salt of the earth, just hilarious, kind, down to earth, funny. There's no drama. They're awesome. And we're still in a group text talking, and I can't wait to see them all for the wedding. But I know it doesn't always go down like that for bachelorette parties. It's not always that easy peasy lemon squeezy when it comes to a bridal party. And so we're talking about it today. We start off this conversation talking about our trip to Whitefish, Montana. That's where she had her bachelorette party. We talk about the gravitational vortex we went to, which was on my bucket list and is one of my favorite things I've ever done. Loved it. We also talk about the cost of a bachelorette party, like bridesmaid's dresses, destination weddings. Like, There's a lot that goes into it that I don't think people really think about until they're in it. And they're like, oh, shit, this is going to cost me. I had the lowlifers help out with this episode. Thank you to my queens who submitted your bachelorette horror stories, the good, the bad, and the ugly Oh, you guys came through in the Facebook group, and the review section. I picked some stories from there. Also had a listener email me one. And so we're sharing some of those stories that are very entertaining. We're dealing with illegal drugs, a near-death experience, a shady maid of honor, and some unexpected bowel movements on the dance floor. <laughs> Haley also talks about her upcoming nuptials. She's getting married in October, and I'm actually officiating her wedding. So I will be up there at the altar representing the House of Scientology, <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm not Scientologist, but I will be representing the church of the low life. That's the only cult that I could get behind. And so I got to figure out what I'm going to wear to the wedding. Haley also opens up about what goes into planning a wedding. There's so many components. We break it all down in this podcast. I love this conversation. This is a feel good one. We're laughing our asses off throughout this convo. (laughs) Love me some, Haley. I hope you enjoy this one. You are in for a treat. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's very special episode with actress, singer, and future bride-to-be, Miss Haley Arantia. Hit it! Welcome back to the Low Life Podcast. I'm here with beautiful queen, Miss Haley Arantia, Mm -hmm. soon to be Miss Haley Furman. Furman. She's changing that name. Mm -hmm. Handmaid's Tale. She's taking her commander's name. I'm off Greg. (laughs) Of Greg. I'm of Greg. (laughs) From the house of Greg. I'm excited. I love your uh, your actual maiden name. Me too. But I, I mean, it's still going to be Arantia publicly. Yes,
0: I would like for that to be the case. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, because that's I mean, everybody knows you as that. Right. But on in life in general, you're If I wanted
0: life. to totally change it up, I'm just going to be like I'm Thurman now, and then yeah. do like a Meryl Streep thing, and
1: did she do that?
0: No, I just mean like conform into like a new person. Oh on stage. Yeah. I don't know. That was a bad example.
1: <laughs> I wonder if there's an actress who has had a very public name change. I'm trying to think.
0: I feel like a lot of them hyphenate.
1: They hyphenate it. Like
0: Jenna Dewan Tatum.
1: Yes. Okay. Or, that was so, my
0: only one. <laughs> Sofia
1: Vergara divorced.
0: Oh, I know. Just announced. And Ariana.
1: Ariana Grandes. Yes. Most people didn't even know she was married. I did. You did. I'm I, a big fan. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know she even got married to anyone.
0: Dalton Gomez.
1: Oh, that that's his name. Dalton yeah. Gomez? Yeah. He's a real estate agent, I believe. Oh, really? Just, How do I not know any of this? I don't
0: know. I don't know where you've been. Oh, all
1: right. Well, let's jump into this week's episode. <laughs> Here <next> we go. <laughs> <laughs> so the gravitational vortex in Montana, it's not one of the wonders of the world.
0: But feels like but it.
1: It's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to know why Montana? Why did you choose?
0: My dad was born and raised in Montana and we grew up going to Glacier National Park and doing that hike we did, going to that vortex, which the vortex is like, Kind of a side show attraction type thing. It's yeah. like a side of the highway. They built a cabin at a slant around a vortex. And what a vortex is, is a stronger gravitational pull in a very specific area, swirling in a circle, essentially. Literally. Like a spiral.
1: So just to give you guys a visual, Smooth Criminal, Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> when he does that move where he's literally slanted and yep. looks like he's going to fall, but he doesn't because he's magical king of pop, Yep, you can do that in this vortex. Yes. The gravitational pull allows you, like if you have a broom, you could stand the broom up in the middle of this cabin and it will just stand up by itself. Yep, It's wild.
0: There's a 10 or 15 pound weight hanging from the ceiling at an angle because it's, and then if you tried to push it, instead of it swinging in equal direction one way and back like you it normally would it like hits this invisible wall, wall and comes back at you
1: it hits the vortex wall the yeah. gravitational wall
0: and i've always when i was a little kid it was just kind of like a funny words thing that we did as a kid it's there's little games and it's entertaining Then when I got older, I was like, wait, there's something going on here.
1: This is freaking awesome.
0: And as we went this last time, I will say that there's 100% like vortexes are real. Like those are scientifically proven. They're real. We can't fully explain them or what happens, the phenomenon around them. However, because of like the cabin and the things, it was definitely felt like optical illusion was added to it to make it feel more extreme if that
1: makes how sense. How dare you.
0: Well, I'm just being honest. <laughs> I feel like there what? are I feel like as I went back this last time, I could see how it's it is like there. Haley, making- I could
1: lift my body <laughs> off the ground with my like just picture this, a ladder you hoist your body up completely off the ground with your legs suspended up without
0: And they're going like behind you almost at like a 45 degree angle yeah, and you're not swinging them. You're just standing in like air you're flying at Superman degree. style. so that's the thing is that
1: is not an, an o- I couldn't physically do that here.
0: <laughs> well, I think when I was showing Greg or like other people that later, they would be like, Well, it's because of blah, blah blah. And I could see how from a photo or even videos it it looks like it's just an optical illusion. But when you get into the vortex, you do feel, Dizzy, something.
1: nauseous. Some people have to bear crawl out of there. Yeah. There's something going on. All the trees are f-ing growing in a weird angle. Yeah. The plants, the soil, the bugs are weird. <laughs> it's a weird thing. It used
0: to be Native American holy ground. Yes. Because they obviously experienced it and thought this is such a bizarre thing. Like, you know, there's something going on here. And so they used to. I don't know if it was celebrated or whatever, but.
1: Sacrifice people. Who knows? Maybe.
0: But I don't want to spread rumors. But then eventually some white guy came along and slapped a cabin on it and was like, $10. And I love it. no. no. And there we were, they first do, in line,
1: colonizers.
0: <laughs> they do honor the Native American side of it, though. But- yes,
1: and I did read, the indigenous people believe this land was not only sacred, but super haunted. They couldn't understand why horses that they were on would not enter the perimeter of the vortex. They would be galloping, riding towards this vortex. As soon as they hit the perimeter of it, the horses would stop abruptly and would not continue in. Animals don't want to go into it. It's weird.
0: Very weird. And
1: so that's unexplainable. There's another one in the Sedona Desert in Arizona. That we
0: need to go to. I'm
1: dying to go to that I'm one so now, too. Down. There's one in Egypt. There's one in Africa. There's
0: actually one in California. There's three in California that we could go to. What? Yep. There's, Where? They're north of here. But oh,
1: I didn't know that. Yes. I looked it up because I was like, oh. where's
0: the next one? Yeah.
1: Oh, I would do a local <laughs> and I one. I think
0: there's one. I don't. It's closer to maybe san francisco area or santa barbara even maybe but like uh, that far up north and it's very similar that it has like a cabin around it and stuff so it's kind of like the one we went to.
1: yeah I think. it's just a very unique experience they had a gift shop they had all the crystals Did you tell them what you bought i bought certified <laughs>
0: not, certifi- <uncertified. laughs> not certified
1: uncertified dinosaur dung boop boop shit this dinosaur poop, which honestly, I okay, they had a bunch of weird shit in this gift shop. Beautiful crystals, yep. indigenous type tambourines yep. and moccasins, moccasinists and things, and like all random stuff. But also, a lot of this is like an alien cup. Oh, because mug.
0: there's a lot of UFO. This is a Big um, sightings T-shirt in Montana.
1: A lot of UFO sightings, yes. and I strongly believe. I as in well aliens
0: they're coming for us.
1: Uh, Of course they are. We are all going to be in human slave camps. (laughs) Oh
0: my God. I was hoping maybe they'd be like, hey guys, were you from like a long time ago? We've just been like hovering up here. I don't know.
1: No, this gift shop was very eclectic Mm -hmm. and they had random things like fossilized shark teeth and stuff like that. And then they had fossilized dinosaur shit, (laughs) which was I think 15 to $25 depending on the size of the load. (laughs) And the, all the girls were like, "You need this because did they I do." Say that? Of course, they did. Oh, I didn't know. That. But I love Jurassic Park, and I am so down for a dinosaur. And so, and they had it in a glass case. And so I was like, "All right, I need one." Of course, is if, it on your coffee table? Y- of course it is. <laughs> yes. And so I bought this for fifteen bucks. It's probably because I asked the lady that was running this place, who looked like she's from the hills, have eyes. It was rough, scary, scary looking. Um, but I'm like, is this real? And she's like, sure is. I'm like, okay, I'll take no that. No proof. No proof. I go, are you sure? She's like, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and you're like, sold. I'll
1: take two. And so I ended up buying that, but it could be, oh my God, it could be cat shit from a litter box. It really
0: actually. It looks like, like a cat. Like a big cat
1: poop. I mean, but it's a size, it's a... Uh, we're doing a six-inch turn. Probably
0: about a... I was... Really? Looks I was like thinking Mr. three. The, okay. Three-inch? No. Three-inch, about one-inch wide.
1: Yeah. It looks like an actual... <laughs> <right? it's laughs> it is shit for him from a litter box. Yeah. Or a human piece of shit. That's Bo- just been...
0: If you poop like that, I want to eat what you're eating.
1: Sometimes. <laughs> oh, my God. Depends. <laughs> what, do you have, like, tiny little Hershey kisses? No. Or are you a pug? <laughs> <laughs> What the f- fiber baby wow fiber baby friggin baby Ruth I'm done how did we get in I, 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 I hate it here I don't know I hate it here so much leave. so anyway if you're looking for a great place to go the gravitational vortex is this
0: <laughs> is the time where you would end it and start a new episode <laughs> Yeah. And our sponsors this week are- Yeah. Uh, Go to
1: Whitefish, Montana. Uh, everything about Whitefish, Montana, I would highly recommend. Going there, it's beautiful. Did they have a lack of diversity? Absolutely.
0: Did they have cheap booze? Absolutely. It sure did. So
1: even though it was a sea of white- You just was, drink
0: your cares away. You
1: just drink. I was drinking. I was like, I'm down to drink with the white locals. like-
0: Three fifty for a cocktail.
1: Three dollars and fifty cents on the low end. Yeah, and then on the high end, if you want a premium liquor drink, I had Casamigos, tequila what did lime soda, seven dollars and fifty cents. Oh, maybe it was for seven one cocktail. I my, didn't see any three dollar beers. I thought were, Haley
0: was like she was paying, my other friend. Haley was paying, and I thought she said it was seven for two. And she was like, "I'm sorry, did you mean seventeen or seventy even?" And because that's what we're used to in the yeah. Same.
1: I'm used to seventeen to twenty five dollars a cocktail.
0: Yeah, and it was here seven. in L. A.
1: New York, about $30, depending on where I go. It's expensive. Yeah. Uh, wine is about $12 to $15 a glass. 19 if it's like a really, really good, good bottle. vineyard, fancy one. But no, it was very cheap. Crazy. That was kind of wild. The food, though.
0: Mm, did love it.
1: I didn't love the food.
0: Did we have, I mean, we went out one night for like an Italian restaurant.
1: Yes. How did you feel about the Italian restaurant? I uh, shout out to, what is it, Fazoli's?
0: Abruzzo's.
1: Thank you. Abrustos.
0: I remember it being good, but I don't remember it.
1: You were Hammer Town. Probably. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, other than that, I remember the tacos you made us, plus, oh, yeah. honestly, our home cooked meals were probably my favorite.
1: I would say I got to give it another swing, another chance mm-hmm. in regards to the food, because right. I didn't. We love- not really
0: eat out a ton.
1: The one dinner we had, I was like, this isn't the best. Right. And then we went and got takeout one other time. And I was like, this well, the also- pizza was not, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had this pizza place that was very well-known pizza. And it was-
0: Well, it was made by 12, 14 college students. they Or yeah. not even high school students. And they were I was, minors. It didn't seem right.
1: Yeah. And so they didn't give a shit no. about it. And it reflected in the taste. In the food. In the food. It wasn't very good. So I wasn't impressed with the food per se, but- it's okay because they make up for it in the scenery, the mountains, really cute gelato shops, great coffee places, Mm -hmm. really cute breakfast places too. Agreed. That white lady that was like, "You should try this Mexican place, best Mexican in town," and I was like, "Bold statement, puta." Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna suggest? She's like, Jalisco's, or whatever. Yes, Jalisco. Lo- we love a Jalisco's. Jalisco is a province of Jalisco. Mexico. But um, she yeah. was like, "Try Jalisco." We didn't try that, but I actually would like to give it a
0: <laughs> give it a go.
1: I'll give it a go. Jalisco's. Next a go. summer
0: when we go back,
1: I'm I'm so excited to go Very back. Down. What a beautiful place! And I will say, it didn't get awkward with the money. I want to just break this down, break okay. down the money because sure. when it comes to a group, it gets weird. It does, and it's
0: uh, it's expensive. Like doing trips like this. My
1: trip to Montana was seven hundred.
0: Like the flight.
1: My flight. I think it was six something.
0: Well, six 50- by the end, I don't know. You bought a week in advance. So okay.
1: I- <laughs> there <she is. laughs> She was like, I don't know, Lo. It's going to be so expensive. Be I
0: thought it was going to be like a grand. Right. We got lucky.
1: Well, she life. told me that her flight was around 6:50. Yeah. And she's like, good luck, Chuck, because yeah. it's going to be expensive because I did book it a week
0: prior. And these planes are puddle jumpers. So yeah. I'm like, is there even going to be a spot?
1: Yeah. But I found one for six fifty. Yeah. Upgraded. So it was like seven twenty total. Oh, nice. Yeah. It wasn't bad. I did luck out though. Yeah. You were absolutely right. With, well
0: typically I I would book in advance.
1: Yes. And but. so I was, you know, rolling the dice and just I wasn't thinking about I with the with the puppies and life. I just forgot to book it. Mm-hmm. And so that was a seven. So getting there, what that's not too bad for a round trip flight. I feel like that's actually pretty affordable.
0: I mean, because Montana's so close, I feel like it should be less to okay. us. But I don't know. I'm, who am I to inflation. say? Inflation.
1: And so that was the flight. But then when it came to splitting the Airbnb, the meals, the booze, the decorations, a lot went into it. And I mean, if you look at these photos, the way that Christina, who is, shout out to Christina.
0: A plus, and Haley Turner. And Haley combo Turner. Deal matron planning. and maid
1: of honor. Killing it. And they did a fantastic job. Yeah. And so- There was things like buying coffees and going and grabbing breakfast or getting groceries or whatever. And I'm like, who's paying for all this shit? And it didn't get you. Me, (laughs) the gay one. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: (laughs) put it on his day. Yeah.
1: It didn't get awkward though. And I actually love this. Like when we went to the bar, I had full intention of putting my credit card down. Mm. But then Christina was like, Don't even worry about it. I'm gonna put mine down. You guys had it handled, everything. Well,
0: you should be sponsored by the app that-
1: Splitwise, thank you for Splitwise. It's a very great app. I'm sure if you haven't familiarized yourself with that app, it's a game changer. It doesn't get awkward. No. And it's nice because if one person wants to be that that person that's like, I'll put it all on my credit card to get the points for the dinner, mm-hmm. and then everybody can split it at the end of the trip. We didn't have to worry being bogged down with all the details of how much everything was costing until the we then got home. We got
0: home. Yeah. Because in split-wise, what happens is, let's say we had the group of of nine- And let's say we all went to dinner. Christina put her card down. She was able to split it all up in the app. So it does it automatically for you. Or if you did it evenly, like let's say they said, okay, this is how much it is for pizza tonight. We're all going to split it evenly. But maybe five of the girls had already left. So she can just plug in four people's names
2: and information. and then Oh, yeah
0: automatically updates. So it's just a lifesaver when it comes to Or
1: I mean, down to like, oh, if someone was like, I didn't drink any alcohol, don't worry. You don't have to pitch in for the alcohol tab or whatever it could be. You could split it very specifically per person. And so that made it really simple and easy and not a stressful, awkward thing, Yeah, which I was very thankful for. I know,
0: it's great. I'm
1: the person like at a group dinner. I fucking hate splitting it Fifteen ways. That was
0: awful for uh, you and the waiter.
1: Yes, like not. I rather just put it on my credit card. Everybody Venmo me, knowing that I'm probably going to be shorted. Yep. And I'm just willing to eat it so that I don't have to deal with that. Right. But for this, it was really nice because no one had to deal with that. And also, again, just made for a really nice, relaxing time. It was great. Oh, we did like a gondola ride. We did, which was awesome. It's so fun this ski resort that now there's no snow, and so they turned it into a beautiful. Like a scenic point, scenic with a point. bar,
0: a restaurant, and there was actually a wedding happening right as we were leaving. Great place so you can to have get married. Venue up
1: there. I would love for you and Greg to renew your vows there.
0: Oh, don't wait. That's
2: cute. That would be
1: awesome. I would love that. I would be so excited for that. Just because it's a gorgeous, you could literally mm-hmm. see, like, I saw LaDuke, Alberta from the top of this freaking <laughs> point. Well, yeah, because it's a Canadian pro. You know, you're yes. right there at the border. So right. That's why it's so pretty in Whitefish, because people are like, Montana's not that beautiful. You're absolutely right, it's not. But this specific area, Whitefish, Bozeman's beautiful Big too. Big
0: Fork, Flathead. I feel like the more you're, they're closer to the glacier and that like mountain range. Go north, is. yeah. Or it's actually more West okay. Montana. But East Montana, where my family's from, where most people do live, I feel like it's flat plains. I have an aunt
1: in Billings, and it's a dump. <laughs> oh, it's a-
0: All your Billings fans are like, hey!
1: Hey! Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over one million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol, I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen takes it, queen. You love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend to my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. Nutrafol.com spelled N U T R A F O L.com promo code lowlife. That's nutrafol.com promo code lowlife. I'm sorry, I didn't have the best experience in Billings. There was a Walmart and a meat packing plant.
0: That's the thing. They don't have and a
1: freaking Sonic burger. Yeah, they It was don't rough. Have much. And no freaking mountains. I was but like, they it's...
0: got some casinos in Montana. And I'll meth. Tell you what a lot of math (laughs) And serial killers
1: That's right Mm -hmm. Oh yeah Oh fun fact
0: The Unabomber The
1: Unabomber Which I learned uh, We went to Glacier National Park Park.
0: I think he was actually more There's a town that starts with an F That's right outside of the park That is where he stayed Before they found him Wow And then they flew his tiny little shed Attached to a helicopter And flew it wherever I forget Other states over So that they could investigate Oh. You got to watch that documentary. Oh, I
2: have to
1: see. Do you know the name of it? Is it Unabomber? actually, dog? they
0: have a scripted one that's even better. I'll send it to Do you.
1: Do you like that more than a live documentary?
0: This scripted show is pretty fire.
1: Oh, really? I think- What's it called? We love a good recommendation on this show.
0: Oh, it's bomb. Oh. I shouldn't say that.
1: <laughs> Oopsie. No pun intended. Um, it's
0: called Manhunt.
1: Oh, yes, It's a yes, TV yes. show
0: and Manhunt Unabomber is okay. the specific name. It is a incredible- it's an incredible show. I thought it was very well done and this actor is playing ah, I can't remember. Scary his name, guy. But
1: is that Gary Busey?
0: It is Sam Worthington and That's Paul That's Sam Worthington. Bettany. Incredible incredible show in my opinion. Okay. So.
1: Recommended here. Low life approved. <laughs> We want to share some bachelorette stories. We have a little bit of time. We're good. Okay. Just to share some bachelorette stories. Toss it my way. Ours was great. I wish I had like a bachelorette horror story to give you.
0: We didn't even do anything that scandalous.
1: No. There were no random dicks up in there. Not
0: a one, except for the confetti on the table. Oh yeah, we had
1: dick confetti. That was cute. (laughs) Oh, I know. And then, oh, we did go to a bar, but the party was for the most part married or engaged or women in relationships. Yes. So people weren't on the prowl. For Dick. Yeah. Uh, Not even I was. We weren't into it. No. There was one guy at the bar. (gasps) Yes. Because that bar we went to Sugar Daddy. Sugar Daddy. He was cute. And I
0: stopped you in your tracks. (laughs) We were leaving and he was like, excuse me. And what did he ask? Was it your shirt or no?
1: My jacket? Your
0: jacket. He complimented your jacket. I
1: love your jacket. Where are you from?
0: Yeah. Because he and knew you ain't from around these I sure ain't.
1: <laughs> and so he stopped me and he kind of looked like a bootleg Andy Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And- and when you were in it, I felt like you were very not interested. And then it wasn't until later that all the girls were like, he was cute. Oh, what yeah, because the- they
1: took pictures. Yes, And I was did. like, oh, I got to yeah, <laughs> really look at him afterwards. I got to really stare at this guy. I was like, oh, he's not bad. He's mm-hmm. cute. But I, it was funny because when I walked in, I was like, everybody here looks like they're from the hills have eyes. And there was one guy that I was like, there he is. Mm-hmm. That guy's cute. And I thought, well, if there is a single girl in our group, then maybe she'd want to talk to yeah. this this cute little silver Fox, Fox daddy. But like um, he wanted a you. But he wanted me. He wanted some dick.
0: I would love for you to pursue a Montana cowboy. I would um, be down. Have a little Brokeback Mountain romance oh on the weekends and then pop back into LA.
1: I am here for it.
0: I want that for you so that I can leech off of that experience. You're like, oh, we have our cabin in Big Fork. You should come <laughs> join. And I'll be like, oh,
1: please. Haley, that's the thing. I want a cowboy, but I want a, a cowboy that has please. land. Right. Property. Property. Yeah. I don't want some like, I just got off meth.
0: No, I'm just that's getting... not a cowboy. <laughs> I that's a trailer park.
1: I, yeah. I want someone who's like got their shit together.
0: And why do I always do a Southern accent when we're talking about Montana? Because it's not even, they don't even have that accent.
1: I thought everybody had a thick accent and no one did.
0: Not a single one. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, my family that's from Great Falls, they sort of, certain people have like a Canadian accent. Sure. But- I don't know why I just. I'm like, howdy y'all. Yeah, and they're like, no. Yeah. Nor, oh wait, no, that's
1: no That's Australian
0: accent.
1: Sorry, a that's Canadian a.
0: Oh, Ooh. Daniel, we're just gonna go Ooh. on down have a good old timey.
1: There's a lot of Amish people in Montana. I did it's notice.
0: Heterites, Hooterites. what? Not heterites.
1: It's heterites,
0: Hoterites. and Mennonites.
1: Is that a uh,
0: particular kind of Amish.
1: Oh. Fun fact. They were on the trail. Not
0: heterites. Not yeah, heterosexual rights.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're very straight Amish people.
0: Hutterites and Mennonites.
1: Oh. Well, they were on this hiking trail dressed up overalls, full, like full-on fiddler-on-the-roof outfits. <laughs> and they're hiking the woods. I'm over here in, like, booty shorts and some hiking shoes Stop and a vest. Tests. Yeah, we're, like, comfortable hiking gear. We just... Oh yeah, we did smoke a little J.
0: To go enjoy the scenery, it was and then nice. we immediately got stuck behind like twenty
1: Amish Mennonites.
0: Yeah, and we're like, "Well, I hope we aren't stuck all the way up." But we maneuvered.
1: I will hand it to them though. That hike was a bit aggressive. It was uphill, and for them to do that, I don't know
0: if they were planning on clogs going all the and way up. stuff
1: or whatever they had on. I was like, that's not an easy hike.
0: i suspenders.
1: I, okay. I applaud them. So horror stories. Do you have a good bachelorette horror story or just a story in general that you'd like to share with the class?
0: Not when I've attended, but I've heard someone I know attended a bachelorette where the bride snorted some snow.
1: A little cocaina?
0: Off of a bippy of a stripper.
1: Coke off a dick.
0: At her bachelorette. And I feel like that's breaking a boundary sure but to each their own who hasn't you know, well <laughs> my mom's listening she's like I hope she hasn't I no, um,
1: I remember someone put coke around my booty hole one time wow it, I know it, was, it, it did a little bit
0: I heard a story some girl told a story this about years how ago. someone did that and she got an infection
1: Yeah, you gotta be careful
0: yeah
1: anyway that was another lifetime ago that was 21 year old low I didn't know what he was doing back there like, what are you putting back there
0: some just a little... Cocaina. What's that That candy?
1: Dipstick? Was- <laughs> dipping sticks?
0: Just some dipstick powder. That's what he did.
1: Okay, so that's... And then he dipped the stick. Pretty wild. We have some listeners who wrote in and shared their stories. Oh, my God. And we're here. This is a safe space. We're here to be supportive, give you advice, Now, are these and the brides
0: or people who just...
1: Not th- sure.
0: Okay, well, we'll some be of them judgy.
1: Are. I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. This is one of my listeners. I don't know if I should say her name. Maybe don't. Okay, I won't. But she sent me this via email. <laughs> Hi, Lo. At my sister's bachelorette many years ago, we went to Wisconsin Dells. What is that? No idea. Wisconsin Dells, D-E-L-L-S, which is a really trashy place in Wisconsin with various hotels and water parks. I invited my best friend to come with us. We drank all morning. We decided to go down one water slide, but the line was long. I eventually had to pee so bad, I just peed in line. Nobody noticed. <gasps> Oh I look back down the line where I peed and a small child was just splashing oh. their feet and playing in my pee. That's not even the worst part. We went to a club that night and my best friend was so hammered. She pissed all over the dance floor, literally pissed in the middle of the dance floor and didn't even know it. <gasps> so fucking gross. We were freshly turned 21 and didn't even know how to party. Wow. wow.
0: What does that tell you? Yeah. I think that means we get married a little later in life. You got to wait it out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to get a lot of judgment for that. but
1: I agree, though. Judgment for waiting to get married? Well. Why is that judgment?
0: I don't know. I think I'm from the South. I know a lot of people who got married very young, and it's worked out, and I can't.
1: But for 80% of them, it usually doesn't. Yeah, for me, I'd be on my
0: third by now.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they can work. Maybe fit, But statistically proven, it typically doesn't, but it can. It absolutely can. It's just- But
0: I, that is hilarious. And I think it would, I feel like you could get in trouble if someone knew that that kid was playing in your
1: piss. Piss? Yuck. Oh, brutal. Thank you for your candor. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your vulnerability. (laughs) Next one. Here we go. I've been in seven Bachelorette gangs. Wow.
2: God bless.
1: Really depends on the bride. Best one, a friend's local cool pool party. It was easy breezy fun. Loved it. The worst one was in Palm Springs, complete chaos. We had no plans. Someone tried to roofie the girls and I, (gasps) and I had to make sure these drunk bitches, while being one of them, dumped it out. No plans at all. I was a bridesmaid number eight and had to wrangle this herd of cats. (laughs) This shit can get expensive quick, so I love my friends that don't give a keep it simple. However, seeing who your friend holds close really says a lot about them. Good yeah. people attract good people.
0: Totally agree. That's
1: a great point. We'll say her name, Brenna. Dang. Brenna Breen. Brianne. Hey,
0: Snaps for you, Brenna, for dealing with, that is a scary situation to be in.
1: Yeah. Stephanie McNeil, she wrote in, she's part of the Low Life Facebook group. My good friend's mom came to my bachelorette party in Salgatuk. How the hell do you say it? Salgatuk? Saugatuk? Michigan? Michigan and had a what's a TIA mini heart attack the second night. What? Maybe she's like like she had a heart attack the second night at the restaurant at dinner. She was okay, but stayed in the hospital the entire. Oh, she actually oh, had a
0: god. She actually
1: had a heart attack.
0: Who did a bridesmaid?
1: My good friend's mom.
0: Oh, that's horrible. That's so shitty. That's sad.
1: yikes.
0: That's a horrible way to exp- like just be worried about the mom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Next one is, okay, at this bachelorette party, the maid of honor got super drunk and told the bride that she hated the groom and thought he was a terrible person. Uh. And it turned out that the maid of honor had tried to hook up with the groom a few years back and he Uh. turned her down or something along those lines. I guess the maid of honor kept saying, I don't know why he would pick you over me.
0: Oh, my Ugh. god. Oh, it's no. Shady. It's not a friend. That is not a friend and how horrible that it's your maid of honor that you think is so close to you that they would pull that kind of ish. That is horrible.
1: There's a lot of pressure on maid of honors.
0: Well, yeah, it's like technically these are people that I'm assuming they're people you've known for the majority of your life, right? Yeah. Or and that you trust with that kind of a responsibility. Yeah. And so for them to not only have maybe, I don't even know if the bride had known that they had had a prior experience of trying to come on to what was now her groom. Yikes. Messy. But to then spew some nasty shit.
1: Would you be with a guy if like you don't have a sister? Mm -hmm. Let's just use a friend then. Yeah. Let's say you and Greg have been dating. You guys get engaged. You're going to get married. And then he tells you, oh, by the way, This person in your bridal party, we did have a fling before you and I met. Mm. It was before you and I met, but I just have to let you know that this bridesmaid, who I haven't spoken to in years, but we definitely had a fling. We hooked up a few times. It was nothing.
0: That would be hard. It would be hard. That would be hard. I think I would try my best to get over it, but I think that there'd be a lot of factors involved.
1: I have a friend who was dating a girl... Slept with her. They had a fling. Mm-hmm. They dated for a bit. And then that was years ago. And then he ended up with the sister.
0: <gasps> oh, no, no.
1: That's weird, huh? I
0: think that's hard because I'm imagining, if, I mean, maybe it's just a fling and you've never met the parents, but I like if you were dating casually someone and you've met the parents or like it was, you guys maybe did little that's trips weird together. That's weird for Christmas. That's weird for Christmas.
1: Yeah. Oh, he ended sure. up marrying the sister.
0: And that's not weird.
1: I feel like it has to be.
0: I actually heard a rumor about it. I don't even know if it's a rumor. I think it's actually true. There was a girl in my high school who had a b- two babies with yeah. someone ended up, I think, getting married to him. He passed away. Oh. She married his brother.
1: Oh, that's fair.
0: So now your kid's uncle is uncle also their Uncle is
1: stepdad? Oh, that's...
0: If the love's really there, I guess that works, but it was pretty soon after he passed.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. It's also like you're grieving and oh, I don't, right. it's just so, I don't know. There's a lot of factors. In, That's in really help. tough. I don't know how. Yeah.
0: What would you do, listeners?
1: What would you do? If your husband <laughs> died.
0: <laughs> your baby's <laughs> uncle you, looked pretty damn good today.
1: God. Or would you be okay? That's a great question for the listeners. If you knew that your partner, your husband, let's say, mm-hmm. or wife, Anyway, that slept with your sibling prior to dating you, would you be okay with that?
0: That's a great question. Damn.
1: Because I actually know that situation has happened within my own family.
0: Oh. Oh, yeah.
1: Scandaloso. Scandaloso. And then also, I'm not that close to that cousin though, Mm -hmm. but it was like a sister that he married the other sister. And then also I have friends that, I have one friend of mine and he's like a... A sister f-ker. He's literally, like, he's always looking for sets of siblings.
0: Oh, I thought you meant, like, his own.
1: No, no, oh, no. <laughs> I
0: was like, wait, really? Wow. You are who you keep close. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: he's done it, like, three different times, unintentionally, but it, they've all been spaced out, like, five years. But He's
0: it, done that to multiple three families? Three separate
1: families, the sisters. Oh,
0: he has sisters. a thing. It's a thing. Something's going on. He's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: This is a freaking weird <laughs> out. Okay. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call. I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison, I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous.
1: Okay, we have time for one more story. This is another listener. Here we go. So I was a bridesmaid in my best friend's wedding. She had two maid of honors and one other bridesmaid. I had to step up and plan her bachelorette because neither one was doing anything. And I wanted to make sure my best friend, since I was five years old, had the best bachelorette she could. One of the maid of honors lived in the Midwest and never RSVP'd nor offered to help out money-wise. The other bridesmaid didn't attend and a girl flaked last minute. I had to cover all of that. We did have a great weekend in Newport, Rhode Island, but I was highly annoyed, mostly with the crappy maid of honor. Mm. The least she could have done was offered to pitch in a little money.
0: Yeah, that's rough. Because that's the thing. these Wedding anything is expensive. And personally, I am not a proponent for all the extra parties that happen around the actual event because it's already so expensive. Even for people to attend, coming out of town, getting a hotel, getting a flight, getting a gift, like it's expensive. So then you're asking your bridal party to do a bachelorette, probably also out of town. And then you're paying flight, hotel, lingerie gifts, whatever it is, right? It's a lot. And so I feel like, it's a a fun position if you're close to the person and you get to celebrate them. But it's also, I imagine, very frustrating, especially if you have multiple weddings that you're involved in in a year. Jeez. And then there's bridal showers and it. it's like so much.
1: So if you ask someone to be in your wedding, you know that it's going to be at least, let's say, a $5,000 commitment. Oh my God. Is that real? Well, I think. Think about it. Let's think about your wedding. That's crazy. The bridal dress, how much are they paying for the bridal dress? 500 bucks?
0: No, I was like, you get that shit for $99 on a Zazie, baby. No. I did.
1: They're $100 dresses? Yeah.
0: And they look pretty good. Okay. I had them do all different. St- I was, a, am the chill bride in that I like, here's the color. You pick the style, the fabric Whatever
1: they're getting custom-made dresses for a hundred dollars. It's
0: not custom. Oh my god! What do you think I am? Oh no, Azazi. What
1: it's, the hell is Azazi?
0: It's literally like a very popular bridal website oh, okay. where you just get
1: okay a dress. And do you like think $99. that's on average what most brides do? Is like around a hundred dollars for the bridal dress?
0: It depends on the bride. There's some brides, brides that do weddings in Italy, and they're like five hundred dollar dresses. So eh. I think it just depends on the and also. If one of my bridesmaids was like, I am spending $300 on a dress because I'm going to reuse it. that I said, do you, baby boo. But I said, here's the baseline. Like, here's a website I know that I like. Their. I looked at their fabrics. I looked at the colors. And they're and, nice. Because and, I wanted it to be affordable for my girls that maybe don't, you know, feel like they can do something like this.
1: So let's just say bridesmaids dress anywhere from one to 300 bucks. Right. That's fair.
0: That's
1: fair. Throw in some shoes, because they're going to need to get oh, yeah. like shoes, maybe their this, nails done. Do they pay for right. their own glam, hair and makeup? I'm
0: actually going to cover that for my ladies. You are. That's going to be one of my gifts for their on the day.
1: Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. So, so you cover their glam. Yep, hair and makeup. Okay, and then the bridesmaids trip, let's say on total, that was probably, I think if we do the math, how much should each person- Well, it
0: was like what, 600 something dollars for the flight. Flight,
1: and then probably around like- seven for everything else. Everything
0: else probably.
1: Yeah. I think I ended up spending like it's a thousand dollars flat. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. 600 plus.
0: Depending on some people don't go out of town and just do
1: a, oh, yeah, for a night des- somewhere. Okay. This for, is a
0: destination. We did a five day
1: bender. So it was like a thousand dollars. Right. You know, we
0: were a little extra,
1: we we're a little extra, but worth it considering yeah. it was five days away. Yeah. At a beautiful home in a gorgeous location. We got oh. to
0: be in beautiful mountain views. Worth yeah. it.
1: Yeah, that's actually I expected it to be a bit more to be honest. Okay, I thought cool. my flight was gonna be a thousand. I thought so too. <laughs> so dress, you got the bachelor party, let's throw in a bridal gift. Some people do lingerie, mm-hmm. some people do just like a bridal shower right. with whatever type of gift. So I'd say you should do at least a hundred dollars for the gift yeah. at least. That's what uh, you know, I would typically do. If I same that for position. anyone. Yeah, And then, yeah. And then if it's the, the wedding, so I don't know, it just starts to it, add up. It really starts to cha-ching, up. cha-ching. And, exactly. Y- yeah. Would you be cool with a bridesmaid? Let's say you really want one of your girlfriends in your party. She's like, I'm just not in a financial position to pay not only for the dress, but like I can't do the bachelorette party. Yep. I can't afford this or that or whatever. Would you still have her in the wedding? Yeah. Or if she would, okay.
0: I mean, absolutely. Because it's like, What's that person to you if they, hopefully they can make it to the wedding, obviously. But like, it's, I think it comes down to like who you pictured up there, who are your like ride or die. Like you can go three months without talking. And then the minute you're on the phone, it's like, oh my God, tell me everything. And it's just like, you pick up like nothing happened. It's that person.
1: But sentimentality aside, Mm -hmm. are you footing the bill for them then?
0: I mean, no, like I wouldn't pay for them to come to the wedding. It's just if they could make it or not, I guess it would be my personal thing.
1: Yeah. If she's like, I can't afford like this. I would love to be in her wedding, but Haley, I can't afford this dress. Let's just say it's not a hundred dollars. It's a little bit more and I can't do the bachelorette party. and And I think
0: that's the thing is like you, there are some brides that are, they have had this moment in their life planned and pictured forever. And they are not willing to negotiate on things. And so when you sign up for who's going to be in your bachelorette, you can't be upset if you're now putting people in the position of like, can you imagine if I said, hey, I want my bachelorette weekend to be in the Amalfi Coast. And we need to all, you know, like there are absolutely brides that do that. I know, I know. And they either- grooms. Yeah, or they're around friends that are in the same mindset and can financially afford to do that. Or maybe you don't have that, but you need, it's just being realistic about- especially if you have multiple seven people, like they're all at different points in their life. So One of my
1: girlfriends is a maid of honor Mm -hmm. in her best friend's wedding. It's a destination wedding in, I believe it's Cabo or Cancun, Mm -hmm. somewhere in Mexico. All in just to go and it's an all-inclusive resort, everything, it has to be booked through their travel agent. Uh That's how they get a deal. It's $5,000. And so she just knows that
0: slight hotel, and food, and everything,
1: and accommodations. Yeah, everything's covered for five thousand, mm. except for booze. That's oh, separate.
0: Okay, no.
1: So that's going to add up. No. Um, but everything else is included. So she's looking at I don't know how much for booze, but like five thousand plus. That's the and thing. And then her dress. And so she's like uh, the dress that they selected for, for her. her or probably won- five hundred. It was yeah, it was around five hundred bucks.
0: That's the thing, though. It's like. If you know your party, like, damn,
1: that's really pricey you, commitment.
0: Yeah. And even if you know that you're the person in your party is financially good from what you think at the same time, lots of factors. Is this lots person a parent, a mom? Are they having to pay for a nanny and also for someone to watch? Like, there's so many factors that a dog sitter. Yeah. To assume that someone can drop everything and afford that is unrealistic. So for, Anyone that I may have felt was not able to do that, I would try to cover as far as like, again, hair and makeup. Like I'm hopefully going to be posting about this. And like, I would like for all my girls to feel a hundred percent. So that's why I'm like, I want to make sure that they feel comfortable. And if I can manage that, great. So that's sweet. I don't know. It just, it depends. Case
1: by case. Case But I think sometimes if you are asking a lot of your bridesmaids or groomsmen financially, Mm -hmm. I feel like as the bride or groom, like you have to be understanding if people just can't- Do it. Can't do it.
0: Because even though you're planning on gifting them a gold, a 24 karat gold face mask and champagne, it's not necessarily gonna make up for all that other, you know what I mean? Like some brides, they go, I'm gonna have the late Como wedding. And so my, oh my welcome God. bags are gonna be extra, right? Yeah. But it doesn't really equate when you're making them pay thousands and thousands of dollars just to attend and be a part of it.
1: If you're having a destination wedding, I think that is just right out the gate. You're going to cut the invite list in half just because it's a lot to it's ask of crazy. someone. Anything that I say, if I could drive to the wedding within six hours, you got me there.
0: That's probably why Like it depends. I mean, how many people you invite and then how mm-hmm. many are actually realistically going to respond and go, yeah, I can come.
1: Can I ask you about gifts? Sure. I'd love to ask you about this because I have a philosophy with gifts. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe it's controversial, but brave. But <laughs> when it comes to wedding gifts, I've been a guest at many a weddings. And people have asked me, how do you know how much to gift the bride and groom? Because mm. sometimes they've said you could like make a donation to the honeymoon fund, yep. uh, which I think is great. I love that. I do too. Or they are registered somewhere. Yep. So there's a few factors that I take into account. The venue,
2: mm-hmm.
1: how much is this venue probably going to cost them? Right. What's this food looking like? What are we dealing with here? What's yeah. the food? What's the venue? And based on that, I mean, I usually start at about a hundred bucks. Yeah. But if it's like a very fancy over the top wedding.
0: Really? You that, go then you go up more?
1: Yeah, I guess. You I, adjust. I for, adjust a little bit. Like if I know that they are footy foodie- like this is a very expensive dinner that they're literally buying me. That's true. Like because this couple if is a Because people
0: knew when you break down, like my mom did all the calculations.
1: How much are we paying a meal? And
0: she's going <laughs> not only just a meal, but like The venue charges seating. You have to then think about how many plates you're getting from your vendor if you're doing custom plates. So you're paying per plate of what that custom plate looks like. What do you mean a
1: custom plate? Like if there's flowers on it or something. So
0: the venue that you're paying for will, depending on the venue, some venues provide china. Yes, some of them usually because it's just the wedding industry. It is like baseline ratchet, been through a machine, and not cute. So like. You can do that as your baseline because you're already paying so much for a venue. But if you're trying to do a stylized wedding, you're going to go through a third party and get you unique colored or styled plates that will be served to your guests. So then you're then tacking on the charge of each plate that you're renting. You're charging the chairs that you're renting. That's my point of like the wedding industry is a little cray cray because they go, if you said it was a bat mitzvah, it would be different. <laughs> like, mm. I just think that to some degree, it would they wouldn't charge as much. So. Damn.
1: In retrospect, I guess uh, having a very intimate wedding.
0: I feel like I would prefer that, but at the same time, I love a party. I love a dance this floor. This is be good. I'm, I'm glad you're like doing it. The barefoot on the dance floor all night kind of person, which is what I will for sure be doing at mine. But at the same time, I can definitely appreciate a very intimate wedding. For example, I just found out that in the states of California, Colorado, several others, Mm -hmm. your cat can be your witness. So (laughs) the two of you can go to the courthouse with your kitty and put his little paw down and ta-da, you're married.
1: I have never felt more insignificant.
0: (laughs) I'm like, officiant who? Yeah, Yeah. your
1: (laughs) f***ing cat can marry you. Yeah. Really? That's I really so. that's sweet.
0: I guess not marry you, but it's the witness that's there. So you would have to have someone at the Oh, you still up.
1: need an officiant. Yes, we'll we'll need you. Am It'll I, just
0: be you, me, Greg, and Lucy. Am
1: I going to be... Okay, I, I get to sign those documents. Yeah, you do. That's really cool. Don't f*** it up. I will not.
0: <laughs> he like secretly never turns it in. We're never married. Oh my
1: God. No, I'll make sure I got everything turned in. Don't worry, little type A queen. Yeah. I will not disappoint you on this one. <laughs> I, I have no will. idea what I'm going to say even. I'm nervous about that, but we'll figure out the vows. Oh yeah. We'll figure it all out. We'll get it. I'm excited for this wedding, an October beautiful wedding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's going to be great.
0: Yeah. And I, I feel much better after that. I love
1: weekend. that you ended up doing a, what is it? A 12, 14 piece band.
0: 11-piece band.
1: 11-piece band.
0: Some horns. Yeah. I am very much, I want to have some 70s funk music at this wedding.
1: Earth, Wind, and Fire all the yes. way. Yes. And now we need that.
0: I need a boogie oogie oogie till I can't boogie oogie now. Yes.
1: Now. I'm going to bring edibles. <laughs> oh, Everyone's going to be high as a kite.
0: Great. That's exactly I what I I think what your family need. would be down. I think they, depending on the, you might just have to. I'm
1: to them. It's legal here, baby. Hey, welcome I'm to Cali. Smoking that joint on the dance floor. <laughs> I mean, no. Snoop Doggy Dog. It's just Jewish. gonna be. It's gonna be a really good time. And now that I know the bridesmaids, I'm like, oh, this is a great group. Oh yeah, good people, good food. We got three options. We got a beef Wellington. You
0: got a no nope, fillet.
1: A filet mignon
0: with some Japanese potato and a little mushroom.
1: Delish.
2: You
0: have a chicken marsala curry, which. The curry's not really that strong. I wish at they all. didn't
1: include the curry in the title.
0: I don't have to. So oh. I'll just omit. I was thinking about doing that. So that way. Because it's
1: going to make everyone think, like, I don't like, what? know. Yeah. yeah. Especially like depending on people's palates, some curries are very spicy.
0: The chicken dish is the best
1: dish. It's very good. Um, and then a vegan. And then
0: a honey nut squash that was actually so good. It might be my entree. Wow. So we'll see.
1: And then a delicious cake. What what flavor are we doing?
0: Uh it is actually a red velvet swirl. But when I say red velvet, like dialed way back. It's mixed with vanilla and it's not like a like red a marble velvet. cake? Kind of. It's like a vanilla with just a light touch of red velvet. So you get it just a little bit, not overbearing. And then cream cheese frosting is again way dialed back and not like thick, heavy cream cheese frosting.
1: How much? I just have to ask because the cake thing. I wanted to do one of those fake cakes for your wedding. Yes. And so I've seen them. Like it's yeah. a styrofoam cake with one piece that's real and it's like a massive cake. Mm-hmm. And you could rent that for like 200 bucks. Yes, you could. But you're going for an actual real cake?
0: I'm going, well, the only reason is because we can end up serving that amount and then because we have so many guests, we have pre-cut in the back. A
1: sheet, sheet cake cakes. in the back. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. One pretty cake in the front. Yep. Would you be down after the wedding, after the honeymoon to come on this podcast oh and break down the numbers and cents and like give people a good idea for their weddings?
0: We can do, how about this? We'll discuss weddings in tiers. Yeah. There's a tier one wedding. There's a tier two wedding. I love And then it. you
1: got tier three weddings. And I'll have, how about this? It will be you, myself, and I will get a wedding planner.
0: I would love that. And
1: let's break it down with a wedding planner.
0: Right. I would love that, that would because be cool. I feel like where I'm at is more of a, maybe a tier two. Cause you can have a wedding for way less. I feel like I'm at a tier two and then you have tier three weddings, which, which are is like, like Sophia Richie, and it's like it's millions insane. and millions of yeah.
1: dollars. We're flying to France. So
0: maybe there's like probably a tier four and five pro- because she's probably more five and then there's like ones in between.
1: That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's break it down from tier one to five whatever, and the cost of everything in between. Yeah. I think that'd be a very interesting episode. The dollars, the cents, let's figure it all out. So if you do want to get married, if you do want to have a couple marriages under your belt. Under
0: your belt. Just know it's...
1: <laughs> This is what it's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. Okay, Haley, thank you so much for being here today. I loved shooting the shit with you, talking it up. You are always a delightful guest. Where can people find you on Instagram? TikTok. We want people to find you because you're an entertaining queen.
0: You find me on the TikTok at Haley Arantia, <laughs> Um, And you can find all those TikTok videos of us at the Bachelor
1: Red Party. Oh, that's right.
0: <laughs> and I'm also on Instagram, Spotify, if you're into some music. Apple oh, music. yes. Hey, hey. But that's about it.
1: I'll link your music. It's yes. on Spotify. Yep. Download our music. Just check her out everywhere. She sings, she dances, she acts, she does it (laughs) all—a quadruple threat here. And home design, home decor. Oh God, barely. But I know right now you feel very unemployed, as do I. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that
1: sentence. But you feel very unemployed. However, with the strike and everything happening, you're thriving, baby, (laughs) and so am I. I'm so grateful to have you in my life. You too. God, I love you. Love you as well. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We got some great episodes coming in hot for you, my kings and queens. You know, we always want to spice things up here at the Low Life Podcast. It's never just going to be a one-note type of a show. Like, this is all we do. I like an appetizer platter, tapas, if you will. I want to explore all the different curiosities of life, all different types of subjects. I'm open to your suggestions as well. And so next week, I have a very special guest coming on, and we're going to have a conversation about loss. We're changing up the vibe a little bit. I like to have a good funny episode, lighthearted moment, but I also love to cover matters of the heart and have an impactful episode And so that's next week. And I have Krista St. Germain, who is a life coach who specializes in grieving and loss. And we've all experienced loss, whether it be actually losing someone who died, which is heartbreaking in itself. But there's also so many other types of loss that we're having to deal with on the daily loss of a friendship. Friendship breakups are brutal, breakups in general, the loss of your identity, loss of career. I know for a lot of mothers, after giving birth, postpartum is real and you lose a part of yourself. You feel sometimes like you're floundering and you don't even know who you are at times. And I know just from speaking to my good friends who have just given birth, how hard it is. And that's a whole different type of loss and experience altogether. And so what I'm getting at is... Loss and grieving is a universal feeling, and I want to have that conversation and explore that and also share some coping mechanisms and tools. and It's not a depressing one. It's uplifting, I promise you, but that's next week's episode, so stay tuned for that. I'm able to have amazing guests on this show and keep putting out conversations every week because of you, the listener. Thank you for supporting this podcast and keeping this little shit show up and running, sharing it with your friends, your family, your loved ones. You are the backbone of this podcast And it would be nothing without you, the listener. And so I always want to show all my gratitude and appreciation to you, the listener, because there are millions of podcasts out there. So the fact that you take the time to be here at the Low Life Podcast and support this show, I do not take you for granted. And I also never want to disappoint you as a listener. I always want to make sure there's some sort of a takeaway that you get from every episode. I don't want to waste your time here. So whether I'm interviewing thought leaders or psychologists or experts in their industry or actors, actresses, entertainers, artists, creatives, all of the above, we're exploring the curiosities that we have in life. But it really matters that you get something from each and every episode. And I freaking love doing this podcast. I just went to a psychic recently last week with little Judy. And the psychic was telling me about this podcast. And she was like, Lo, you got to stick with the podcast. I see you doing something else full time, but the podcast needs to be full time for you. It is your calling and she really made me feel good about it. I do styling full-time. Podcasting, it is full-time, but I mean, my main priority, what makes me the most money that I can sustain myself is my styling career. That's what I've been doing for the last decade. But podcasting really is my passion, and I love it. I love connecting with my listeners and building this incredible community out. And so That was very reassuring for me to hear from a psychic who doesn't know me at all, but also was the reminder I needed to keep going, keep plugging away at this podcast because I pour so much time, love, effort, energy. A lot goes into this show. And so... I'm loving doing it. And again, with your love and support, I'm able to keep this podcast going. So thank you for taking the time to leave a review because that is a game changer for this podcast. The more reviews, the better for a podcast. If you love a show, any podcast, leaving a review really does make a big difference. It helps with sponsorships, it helps with analytics, and it really does make a big impact on a show. So thank you for taking the time to leave a review. And these reviews can be anything you want them to be. Throw a couple dick emojis my way, a salsa dancer, a rainbow, a unicorn. I love it all. You can actually write something, tell me what you love about the show, some takeaways that you have from the show, or you could answer this week's burning question. I'm shouting out listeners who take the time to leave a review and I'm opening up the low life gifting suite. It's open for business. So if you want a chance to win a little something, something, we have gifts from our sponsors, hyaluronic serums, gift cards, shit you didn't know you need on Amazon that I'm obsessed with, Target gift cards. So again, if you want a chance to win a little something, something, all you have to do is leave that review in Apple podcast and make sure you put your Instagram handle somewhere in the review. So we can slide into your DMS, get your address and send you the gift. I wanna shout out some low lifers. First one up is at Shay LaMarie. Oh, not Shay La Marie. It's Shay LaMarie. <laughs> Shay La Marie writes, Thank you so much for this podcast, Low. You're the best, and you always bring the best kind of people on the podcast to introduce them to me. This podcast makes my life better. Ah, oh, Shayla Marie, that makes me so freaking happy. That fills up my heart, Queen. I appreciate you writing that one. We have time for one more review, and this one is coming in hot from at Mandy K1994. Mandy K1994 writes, This is my favorite podcast ever. The episodes are getting better and better every week. You listen to exactly what your listeners want. Damn right. Sure do. We love the long intros and hearing about your life. You're the best solo podcaster. Listening to your podcast soothes my soul and makes my days better. Keep it going, baby. Wow, Mandy K, 1994, bless you, queen. Life is hard enough as is, so the fact that you could get anything from this podcast, even if it's just a good laugh, a smile, quick little serotonin hit to the ass cheek, like that means everything to me. And so thank you for leaving that really thoughtful review. Sometimes I could be so hard on myself, so I got to check myself in those moments and be like, Lo, you got this, keep going, and really thoughtful words like that. So encouraging. Thank you for that, Mandy K. I'm going to keep plugging away, keep this hot mess express going. And on that note, I hope you have a beautiful weekend ahead. Have yourself a delicious margarita. Maybe take some edibles. Go see a movie. Take a walk outside. Get a little vitamin D. Take a nice long shower. Masturbate. Live your best life, boo. But don't forget, drink your water, puta.
0: Because I know you're thirsty. (laughs) We love
1: love you. you, And we're out. Bye. Bye, guys.
0: Hey, y'all. I'm Brandi Cyrus. Wait, are we (laughs) live? And that's my mom, Tish. Sorry, we're stoned. You're going to have to talk into the mic, Tuts. Hey, everybody. It's Tish the Dish here, just ready to dish on all of life's hottest topics. And plus, you'll hear crazy family stories, design tips, and oh, so much more. So follow our pod and find us on Instagram at sorry, we're stoned so you don't miss an episode. Bye, stoners.